What does a small community look like a year after 20 people die there in one of the worst transportation accidents in the state? I'm Sarah Taddeo. And I'm Georgie Silverall. We're part of the USA Today Network's New York State team. Last month, we went to talk to people living in and around Schoharie, New York, where a limousine crash last October took the lives of husbands, wives, parents, and friends. We wanted to understand how life is different now, how they found ways to both heal and remember. What we encountered was a community caring for its own. When one mother has a difficult day, the others are there for her. A softball team still honors its most enthusiastic player, and a neighbor stops to leave a penny at the site of the crash as a memorial for his fallen military brothers and sisters. We started our journey on the steep hill that sent the limousine to its resting place in a ditch off of State Route 30A. I wonder if they'll have any like signs saying like slow down or whatever, like any additional signage warning about the very steep decline. Oh yeah, so here's like downhill signs. So we're coming downhill pretty steeply now. And the apple barrel's like at the end of the hill and that's where the crash happened or nearby. So we're just driving this area to try to just feel kind of what this was like. I mean, it's a really steep drop. Like you can't, if you let your foot off the brake, you're like flying down the hill. So I wonder like, but a lot of, we've already driven a couple hills that are kind of like this, especially up and down like it's very I don't know if mountainous is the right word man my ears hurt though yeah my ears oh are my popping God. really badly um and then we're coming up on a stop sign now this is it and this is it look there's somebody going over there looking so it looks like yeah you can see that there's gonna be some sort of memorial there there's like gravel yeah. and a bunch of trees planted where this man's counting he's counting the names the stones Talk to him. Yeah, we can. That's Rudy Rekin. He lives in Broad Alban, about 30 miles north. Well, you didn't walk over. But the, actually, the limousine was right in that hole right there. I was going to say, yeah, neither of us yeah. have been to the scene yet, so we wanted yeah. to come down. So they came down, they came down the hill over here and went straight across and T-boned, I mean, went right straight into that bank over there. Oh, wow. You know, where you kind of see there's no brush right there. Right. That's actually where the limo was, right in there. Okay. There was a bunch of big trees there and everything, which is, you can see the stumps there where they cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. Me, personally, I used to come down that hill often. I do not use the hill anymore. If I'm coming from Amsterdam Way, I come up Route 30, and then there's a blinker light up by the 88 bridge. I make a right, and I go all the way down 7, and I come across here because it's a lot less steeper hill. I haven't, I have not been on this hill since the accident. I, I just feel funny about coming down it, you know. So we pulled up on the apple barrel here and um, there is a kind of a big gravel pit um, 
right where the limousine went into the woods uh, next to the store someone who is just here he lives in the area was coming to look at the memorial and he said that um it sounds like they're gonna put plaques in the middle of these flagstone pieces and then put something in the middle of the gravel pit and right now there's a cone there with a purple flower stuck in it We stayed there for a while, watched a few more people stop by to look at the permanent memorial in progress. We talked to Jessica Kirby and Joshua Loden, a sister and brother who started the Reflections Memorial Foundation, which raised money to build the memorial. We met them at the Apple Barrel Store and Cafe next to the crash site. Their family owns the store and they're both on staff. They've become crucial players in remembering the lives lost there, which has given them something to cling to when the grief becomes overwhelming. Here's Josh. Uh, heads up, the store was open and kind of noisy when we talked to them. They did. They just, one day, regular day, beautiful day in October, and, you know, their lives were destroyed. And so I just feel like for such a horrible thing that happened, like, at least we could give them some little sliver of some silver lining out of this. Back in the parking lot, we saw a man lay something down on the gravel. You mind me asking what you left? Yeah. We put a penny down. Oh. His name was David Duvall. He lived in the area and served about a decade in the army. He came to leave a penny for the victims who were in the military. We're all military around here. We take care of each other. That's what we do. And we won't stop. I get nervous because that could have been me in there. I could have. But the thing is, that was my brother. I didn't know him or nothing, but I'm still here paying my respects to him. David ended up taking an army pin from a baseball cap in his car and laying that down too. That was a pride button I had. Yeah. And that's for him. With the anniversary approaching, you can feel that people in Schoharie really want to honor these crash victims. By this time, the Apple Barrel staff are close with many of the families, and they've seen their grief and resilience firsthand. Right now, the goal is to complete the memorial and get through the anniversary. That planning is how some people stay busy, and it gives their minds something positive to focus on. But what will come after the anniversary is a little less certain. In my perspective, they've had something to look forward to all year. They've had this once the foundation became their baby, and raising money, and the memorial, and all that stuff, like, it gives them something to focus on. And once it's done, like, I feel like October 7th is going to be an incredibly difficult day for them because then it's like you really have to process your trauma and your experiences. You know what I mean? Like, I could feel them being like, we have a job to do, too. Yeah. But then you're still left with kind of that grief. And I'm sure that some of the families feel that way, too. Like, we have a job to do, and it's to make limo safer. But that's probably, in a way, like a way to do something rather than just be sitting with their thoughts, which is probably just unthinkable. 